0: Hello everybody and welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. I don't know what time of year it is that you are listening to this podcast, but it's summer here in Seattle. It's, it's the middle of July. It's hot. You might have noticed we've uh, slowed down a little bit. We're both super busy with vacations and kids activities and uh, basically just enjoying the, the time of year where you get to play a little bit more. And that's a little bit different than what we're talking about today. today we're talking about when it's harder. Uh, particularly with your partners. Your partner doesn't listen to you, maybe doesn't understand your emotions. Maybe one or both of you are governed by fear. What do you do with that as a as a partner, as a therapist? Uh, we're going to chat about it. hope you'll stick around. Hey.
1: Hey, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, I know. It's busy. It's good it's to some, see your
1: face. <laughs> I wish everybody could see what you look like right now. Zach is wearing a hoodie, of course, um, in the middle of summer, might it's, I add.
0: It's cold here in Seattle today.
1: How How, how cold is it?
0: I don't know, 75.
1: Uh-huh. All right. So it's 75. <laughs> you're wearing a hoodie indoors. Mm-hmm. All of your lights are off and you are wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I look
0: like the Unabomber.
1: <laughs> you do. And you have the hood on. You yeah. look like the Unabomber. Well, I'm covered in sweat because I did not shower after my workout. But it's okay because we're not in the same place and you can't smell me.
0: <laughs> um.
1: So catch me up. What's happening in your life? What's new? What's different? What's exciting? Um. You still have this cough. I still have this cough.
0: My wife made me make an appointment with the uh, gastroenterologist, so I'm going to I'm going to see the gastroenterologist next month. Um, Good. Hopefully, to take care of this thing because I don't know what it is. Yeah, I
1: I don't know why you have to wait for a month to go see. You've had this cough for like six months. Yeah, but I only I only only called yesterday. Okay. All right. Well. That's part of the reason why people who are married live longer is that we help to take care of one another. So oh, thank look you, at Rebecca. That. Nice work. Thanks. Good segue.
0: Good, good segue. good um, segue. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much. I mean, it's summer, so we're super busy and the kids are often, we are, I always say there are four of us are moving in six directions at one time. So. Yeah. That makes sense. We're all just kind of flying around. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's new with you? We
1: went, uh, I don't, I don't really have anything new. We're okay. doing a lot of okay. our summer camping. Uh, we decided not to buy an RV, <laughs> okay. but instead we are using um, a service called Outdoorsy. And it's basically like the Airbnb for um, campers and RVs. And we rented this RV that was basically a converted um, van but one of the, like the old school Ford vans, very boxy. uh uh-huh. and, and they put, they it's four-wheel drive. And then they put a pop top on the top. And it just was like this monster mobile. Okay. And we drove it to Nevada. And we camped in the Ruby Mountains, which was beautiful. Um, And that's kind of what we're doing. But we have, we're coming to Seattle. And we're going to visit family. And then we're going to go to Iceland. Are you going to visit me? Um You know, uh, it's a really packed schedule, Zach. (laughs) It's very, very busy. (laughs) We might work um, a brewery date in there. Okay. Here, I'll give you my rally cap. I'll bend my, there, you like that?
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: Cool. Um, Well, when we first started, you caught me eating ice cream. And I have to say that this episode is sponsored by Halo Top. You aware yeah, they of that, don't know Zach? it
0: they don't know that they are not it <laughs> but
1: <laughs> i have to tell you so the what i didn't tell you about the ice cream that i was eating is it's a pint of ice cream by the way it's like 11 o'clock in the morning and i just needed it so i hope my nutritionist isn't listening mm-hmm. um but it's a pint of ice cream the entire pint was 280 calories and nine grams of protein okay that's incredible that's like a third of the amount of calories, not uh, even less, maybe an eighth of the amount of calories you would get with like Haagen-Dazs. So I just needed to tell you and the how many billion of listeners, we have 6 billion now, yeah, 6, six billion, billion listeners,
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. about Halo <laughs> Top ice cream. You know, there's only cool. 7
0: billion p- people on the planet.
1: So many people, <laughs> they don't own a phone, they don't have internet access, but they're still listening to us. <laughs> um so what are we talking about today we actually have some some good stuff
0: yeah I mean I I think there's this thing that I've been noticing in my practice because uh for some reason here in Seattle I get a lot of um engineers married to nurses
1: (laughs) (laughs) score yeah
0: so you know she's generally the nurse and she's got all this empathy and understands how to talk to people and her bedside manner is amazing and She's got Mm -hmm. this like just real gentle- Natural caring, nurturer. And he's generally the engineer, which means he just like wants to solve a problem. Like, tell me what the problem is, I'm going to solve it. I'm going to get to find the shortest distance between the- The the, complaint. The complaint and the solution. The solution, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's wild talking to these guys because you don't want to get mad at the guy for being an engineer. He's probably a very good engineer, but they sure do have a hard time communicating <laughs> with each other.
1: Yeah, we it's really interesting. That might be that uh might be an interesting combination and then the two lawyers is always a fun combination also. <laughs> um but I I totally get where you're coming from where you have the engineer what doesn't matter if it's the male or female or male male or whatever the partnership dynamic is, but engineers tend to have this sort of like lack of empathy mm. or lack of kind of like sitting and and really diving into the feelings and the emotions. Instead, they're just kind of jumping right to the problem-solving, right? And it seems to be pretty dismissive. Is that what you're seeing in your practice? I didn't quite allow you to elaborate.
0: No, I mean, uh, but yes. I mean, you're, what you're seeing is, or what I'm seeing anyway, is a lot of um, just missing, right? Or missing, and if we want to call it dismissing, sort of the, the context that's underneath the text, right? the The the, the need to not just solve the problem, but to actually be in the moment with your partner, um, Mm -hmm. who is suffering. So there's a whole category in some of our early assessments. It's actually called emotion dismissing. And I find that, um, emotion dismissing isn't necessarily, uh, again, it's not necessarily a terrible trait. Some people, it makes them good. the, The ability to kind of get away from emotion and make them good at other things. But in a relationship, the distance between someone who's emotion dismissing and someone who's really adept with emotion, that's usually where the pain is in, in mm-hmm. the gap between those two things. And so, um, so I do a lot of sort of stopping and saying, did you hear what actually got said? You know, mm-hmm. cause he wants to go, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know there was a right way to put the, the car seat on the, uh, what's it called? They, they just were through the TSA belt. I didn't know there was a right way to put, the, <laughs> and I was like, that's actually not her complaint. Her complaint is <laughs> you're, you're not paying attention. You're not, uh, mm-hmm. you're not aware of what's going on for her in that chaotic moment. So
1: mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I think, you know, if I think about this idea of like emotion dismissing, or if I could put it another way, is like the idea of sort of invalidating emotion mm. when it's out there um, is is I have partners and and I'm just going to put some genders to it just to kind of clarify a little bit because what I'm seeing often is the males are more dismissing or invalidating than the females in my practice. And the complaint that I'm seeing is my husband is afraid of my feelings. Mm. It feels as if my husband is afraid. And so whenever I express strong feelings, I cry, I get anxious, I am feeling, I'm pouting, I'm Mm. whatever it might be. They feel as if their partner is really either ignoring or outright just say expressing an invalidation of those emotions you shouldn't be having them. It's not the time or place. This is why are you crying? Um, and that that's what I'm seeing a lot of. So Hack, I hear that complaint. Laura yes, Hack, sir. Do
0: you think that um, that that her complaint is actually right? Do you think he is afraid? Do you think he's fearful of her feelings?
1: Um, i do I do think that there are absolute cases where people are afraid of strong emotion mm. yeah um I think that fear is a really powerful motivator mm. and um but what I'm hearing from the males is that they just feel like it's another problem for them to fix they're mm rather than when they see their partner with strong emotion, crying or anxiety, rather than leaning in and and being present in those emotions and being kind of like that nurturing empathetic partner that wants to kind of dig in and say what's going on for you, they see that as a problem that they are then responsible for fixing. Hmm. And it's exhausting. Like if you were a sort of an engineer and your partner's you come home and you just spent all day I actually had a partner A couple a while back where he said, I have a hard time being empathetic with my wife because I spend all day long fixing problems at work and Mm. she's the last problem I want to fix. And I went, ah, oh, so she's a problem to be fixed. Her feelings, (laughs) her emotions are a problem to be fixed. And that's where he was really just kind of like turning away from her in those moments. It was pretty toxic in their relationship. Mm. Yeah. I'm interested. What, in this, Why I, did you ask me? Well, because I think
0: fear is a really interesting thing. I mean, I think, um, people are, I, cause, and I don't know if I feel like I agree with the, that lady. Like, I don't know if guys are, or at least not the ones that I'm imagining are afraid of her feelings. I think they're, I think they're intolerant. I think they are ignorant. I think they're disinterested, but I don't know if it's fear, but, but I do think you're right. Fear is actually pretty, a pretty wild, um, Motivator. I, when I was in graduate school, we had a, um, a professor in our marriage and family class talk about um, this idea. And again, it's pretty gendered. And so you can take it or leave it. But the idea that men are fundamentally grappling with one fear and women are fundamentally grappling with another fear. And, um, and in a relationship, when those fears get exposed, people, they act out, right? So men are operating out of a fear that they are not enough,
1: Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today
0: at LQ.com. Right? I'm not enough for her. Um, Mm -hmm. Women are acting out of a fear that they're too much. I'm afraid I'm too much for him. And so... Mm. When, when he confirms that she's too much by dismissing her feelings or by making her right. uh, like-
1: It exposes then, it then, even more. Then it,
0: it's even more painful. And when she right. confirms for him that he's not enough, that he's not doing it right, then it's right. more painful for him. And so he, they-
1: an Interesting vicious cycle there. Yeah,
0: they totally trigger each other. And I think that's, that's often what I see, especially with say with the engineer and the nurse. Um, she doesn't want to believe, she doesn't want that fear validated by her husband- and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. feel like he's not good like he can't handle it and so mm-hmm. it kicks in again it's pretty gendered and, and i don't mean to like ne- like apply it universally but i see that i see that pattern quite a bit um, yeah
1: yeah it this reminds me of uh of a story when John and Julie Gottman are teaching at the art and science of love workshop, it reminds me a lot of the story that John tells where he walks by the bathroom and he sees that Julie's physically upset Mm -hmm. about something and he has a moment at that moment he can either ignore because he doesn't want to lean in, he doesn't want to tap in and say, "Hey, honey, what's going on for you?" Well instead, in
0: the context of that story, too, he's reading a novel that he's just about to finish,
1: right <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean he has something very important that he wants to do, and he knows that it would take him away from the end of the novel and in our minds, we all always have like a laundry list of things that we want to do um and so instead he chooses to. Do the right thing, which is not to ignore the pain, which is not to dismiss it, but instead engage with it and get curious for his wife about what's going on. Um, and I, I think that that's what I think of about the difference between emotion dismissing and invalidation. And I'll, I want to give a couple of examples of how you might be invalidating your partner and you might not recognize that you're invalidating their emotions. But what we're talking about instead is rather than ignoring it, leaning in and getting curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So shall I shall I give you some of these statements that I heard, like the top five emotion invalidating statements? I think you
0: should. It, so what we're saying is if these sentences or phrases are present in your relationship, yeah, that's a red it. flag or a pink <laughs> flag. We'll call it a pink flag.
1: A pink flag? Okay. Not Not quite a um, red flag, but like a... And I lied. I only have four statements. It's four statements. Okay. So, um, you're expressing to your partner some strong emotions. I'm really upset about this. Maybe you're crying. Whatever. Just imagine yourself having some strong emotions, and your partner's response is, "But at least it's not this." Mm. Or, or it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Like that's quite invalidating, mm-hmm. right? So, whatever you're feeling or experiencing, it it's really you really shouldn't have those feelings because it could be worse. Mm. It could be a lot worse. Um, the second one, you shouldn't feel that way. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, that one's pretty blunt, yeah. but, um, I, I see partners say that to each other where it's like, you shouldn't be anxious about our daughter, you know, going off to summer camp. You shouldn't be worried about her. Like, of course she's going to be worried about her. Mm. Of course, those are her feelings. And it's not something that you should be invalidating or dismissing at that point. Um, um, Okay. So I thought this was an interesting one. I'm going to give an example because I had to read into this a little bit more. I'm sorry you feel that way. How many times have we been taught to say that? Do you know what the like, next that's, word is? That's actually what?
0: But. but. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way, but uh, but I'm really not uh. sorry you feel that way.
1: Yeah. So here's here's an example <laughs> that I really liked because it put this one into context. So Zach, imagine that I'm pinching your arm and I just, I pinch it and I say, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I pinch it and I pinch it and I continue to pinch it harder and harder until you can, you can't stand it anymore. And you say, stop it. That really hurts me. And my response to you is, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm the one causing you pain and I'm the one that's pinching you. So I thought that was a really interesting statement. All right. So the last one, Um, you shouldn't just, or stop thinking about it and just move on. Mm. Just stop. Just stop. Stop thinking about it. Move on. Push it out of your mind, uh-huh. whatever it might be. Um, I kind of feel like I do this to my husband, I'll be <laughs> honest. But when when he comes home and he's stressed out and he's thinking about work, I I can think of two cases. One where I've done it wrong, which is more often than not. And then one where I did it the right way. And you know he's saying, I just can't stop thinking about work. And he keeps looking at his phone. I'm pissed off. He's looking at his phone. He's reading his emails. I'm like, honey, you just need to stop. You just need to stop worrying about work mm. and just clear your mind. Just move on. Mm. That's pretty dismissing, is it not?
0: I mean, yeah. If I, I would be. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: But I thought I was helping. <laughs> yeah. I really did. Yeah. I thought I was helping. Um, And then I think the one way that I did handle it properly was I said, I can tell that you're having a really hard time sort of transitioning from work life Mm. to home life and clearing your mind. And that was really all I I needed to say Mm. was just recognizing what was going on for him. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I tried to problem solve. I told him to go take a walk. (laughs)
0: You know, um, there's a fifth one that I hear a lot, um particularly lately, I've got these couple, and his favorite thing is to say that's not true. that's not true. Mm-hmm. that's not true. you're basically saying you're lying your your feelings yeah. are are lying or lies oh, and yes. um and i and I usually would want I usually want to stop and correct and go, it is true that she feels that way. it right. It might not be true that that event happened the way that she's describing it but it is true that she feels something or what is true, you know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Maybe that thing that maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not true. Maybe there's a, maybe she's totally misrepresenting the situation and she shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel that way. But what, Mm -hmm. what can you call true? Like what is true? Which, what, um, on her, on, on her behalf or like on the, on, in this case, like Ryan's behalf, right? Your case that, that you were describing. Um, it is true that he's, having a hard time transitioning. Um, yeah, so I don't know.
1: It's true. He's stressed out. It's true that, uh, he has, you know, he's having a really hard time. He doesn't want to engage with the family because he's too in his brain about work Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. Um, with that, I think that it's really important for people. If if we're now sort of listing like the five invalidating statements, I think it's helpful for us to come back and say like, well, well then how can you in these situations validate your partner and be present for their emotions? Is it? It's important to understand that you don't have to agree with the emotion, mm-hmm. but you do have to recognize that your partner's having that emotion, mm-hmm. and you, it doesn't have to be an emotion that you necessarily would have or feel is appropriate in that situation, but. You're not them, yeah, right, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and I think it um, takes a little bit of time to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look out a little bit. I had this wild experience this weekend. I was at a hotel, and um, I was with just with your pe- wife, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> with my lover, no. So <laughs> yeah, I, right. I was at a um, and an event, and I was looking down mm-hmm. at the carpet, and it was blue, like the carpet was blue. Uh, it mm-hmm. was also kind of had this wild design on it, and then I looked up and I looked down, like. Cross the room at the same carpet at the other end of the room, it was tan. Um, And it's because of just the way that the, the design itself sort of imposes itself immediately on your eyeballs as blue. But if you look out Mm -hmm. farther, the tan comes up and it becomes a different kind of thing. And so it's like, you have to kind of take the time to experience the fact that maybe you do want to dismiss this thing. Maybe you do have a blue emotion that is in your kind of in your face with your partner But you do have to look up, like you have to look up and look out far enough to see that there's also exact same thing is happening. Um, But it is, it can be two things, right? It can be blue in your face, but also tan way out there if if you take the time to pay attention.
1: Okay. Huh. Man, I have to say, uh, I had a hard time focusing because all I could remember was this blue or gray dress. Was it blue or tan? Oh, yeah. Blue or gray. You know, the dress that was circulating around social media? Yeah. Where everybody was saying, no, it's blue. And no, it's this other color. Um, and everybody has a difference of perception. Or the most recent one was when you could hear. Yeah. It was a listening one. It's like Yanny I don't remember, or
0: like Laurel, I think.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So in that situation, you could say, "I understand that you're hearing Laurel, but it's yeah. actually Yanny." <laughs> no, you don't.
0: You stop at the part where you you stop before you say "but." You
1: see, right? <laughs> but you just take "but" out of it. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, cool. Let's let's wrap this up. I think that it's important. Just if I was to summarize, sort of the big take home from my point of view is that when you're experiencing emotion from your partner. There's probably maybe two tendencies. One we've identified might be the tendency of feeling like, what do I do with this emotion? Like, it's too big. It's uncomfortable for me. We didn't really talk about that because I do. When you asked me the question about fear, do you really feel like like this husband is afraid of his wife's emotion? I do think that some people are afraid. Hmm. Um, uh, It's an emotion that yeah, triggers, sure. triggers them from earlier life life experiences, whatever it might be. So you might be afraid or you might feel like it's a problem to solve. But the, the whole thing that I'm trying to impress upon it is do not invalidate or dismiss your partner's emotion. Dig in, take some time, take a breather, whatever it might be. And instead, just get curious and simply ask your partner, how would you like for me to be there for you? Mm-hmm. How can I support you? Um, because oftentimes people jump to their own conclusions of what they need to be doing for their partner when they're experiencing this big emotion. And I would say, take the mystery out of it and simply ask your partner for some leadership, some guidance. Hmm. What do I need to do to be able to be there to support you right now? That would be my take home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's probably back to this idea of fear, right? I think, I think we don't want our partners to be afraid. Um, and so you know, whether it's removing this fear that I'm too much or that I'm not enough, or even just acknowledging your fear and saying, okay, I'm not quite sure what to do with this. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to be, you know, I want to be defensive or I want to flee. I mean, people don't really say this in real life, but I think if you said it inside your brain um, and gave yourself enough time to just sort of breathe and acknowledge that maybe two things are going on, maybe there isn't a feeling here that you need to pay attention to. And also you're kind of afraid of it. That's, that's allowed. Um, mm-hmm. and just to learn, I think just to learn how to go, huh? Okay. Okay. You're having that feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh-huh. let that, I'm going to let that exist. Um, yeah. And then, and then we can deal with it because you can't solve it until, until it's, if you feel like you can hear it or you, it feels heard.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. For your own emotions. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, if she's got, if she's got a big complaint and you're ready to solve it, that's not going to be possible until she believes that you've heard it.
1: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. And I, I think that we are open to suggestions of what's going on in people's lives and what is important for them. If they're grappling with an issue or a common complaint or somewhere, they're feeling stuck in their own relationship. Let's hear it. Send us an email. Um, Best email to reach us out is info at forbetter.us. It's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R dot us. And we'll respond back to you. And hopefully, we'll be able to respond verbally through our podcast.
0: Right on. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, happy trails.
1: Uh, happy trails to you. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This episode today was brought to you by you. You are the ones who are sponsoring us. I joke around that it's ice cream, that it's Blue Apron, that it's all of these different things, but it really, it's you who have become patrons of Marriage Therapy Radio. So thank you so much for the loyal listeners who have already signed up to do a monthly support, uh, financial support of us. And thank you so much for those of you who are going to go to MarriageTherapyRadio.com and click on that link that says Patreon to become patrons of Marriage Therapy Radio. Any small amount has a great cumulative effect in helping us to keep our lights on and keep our wheels turning. So thank you so much. But more importantly, I want to thank all of you for the energy and the time that you are putting into investing in your relationship to make it better today than it was yesterday.